You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Hi, you are very welcome. I am Ahanu, and unfortunately, my lovely Angel Rose is not with me today. She just got out of hospital a couple of days ago, having spent several days in ICU. Now, she had a wonderful experience there, marvellous staff, very professional, very loving, and all of that, but she's still resting and will need several weeks of recovery. But we thank you for all your good wishes for her safe and happy recovery. Now, today we have a super gentleman on for interview. His name is Age Nost, and he is the author of a book called Spiritual Science, Higher Consciousness Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness. Learn how to expand the power of the mind at every level. It's a super book. We're going to be talking about it today. But some of the concepts, let me read to you before we get into the interview, are about how the universe downloaded all its knowledge into his mind, how to design your life experience the way you want it to be before you have to live it, and until now, mostly undiscovered universal success principles. He talks about who created the Big Bang, uh, who was Jesus, what did he look like, and according to the obscure Roman records and other non-biblical records, who was God, who created the first Bible, who are you, and who created you, and what is the physical world made of, what is universal consciousness, how to use the right techniques to access the universal consciousness to manifest good things in your life. And in this book, there are pearls of wisdom. And I'd love to read out to you all 450, almost 500, 4.5, 4.8 star reviews on Amazon for this book, all saying life-changing, incredible, made huge changes to my life, huge revelations, all that kind of thing. So we're very excited to bring Aggie Nost to you today. So, Aggie, you you are a pilot, is that right? Well, I, I retired from flying uh, after, I don't know, I think I logged about 15,000 hours or something like that. And uh, I am now doing uh, radio shows. I be, I've written some books and I uh, am on the speaking circuit and I do other things. Uh, I used to, um, I was hosting and producing two TV shows in Tucson for six years where we covered all the stuff that you're not supposed to know about. <laughs> that was pretty hairy. <laughs> Good. That's that's what we want to hear about today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how did you get into, like, consciousness and spirituality? Because I imagine being a pilot and it is pretty 3D. Well, you when you fly an airplane, you have to think ahead. Because when you're traveling anything from seven to nine miles a minute, things happen really fast. Yes. So uh, you got to think think ahead several miles. You know, in that you know another seven miles, I'm going to have to do this, and and it gives us probably a more so a uh, structured mind. 
which in some ways can be a drawback uh, when it deals with spirituality and uh, how how to develop a super mind because you get all locked down in the nuts and bolts of doing things but i got out of that i i am i'm not in the box anymore my box is so far away i have no clue where it is anymore yes yes so, uh, but was there any I, particular event that happened that got you thinking more spiritually or was it something gradual uh, i think it started probably me looking outside of the box or or using that term when i was about 11 years old because that's when i first discovered that there's things flying through the skies that has no engines and no wings on it right and uh, i started looking at that and i started reading and i, I went to the library and i just um I built a UFO detector that actually worked hmm. and um, it the, the alarm or the bell went off with that thing um, uh, I think about three times that I knew and uh, one time I ran outside with the binoculars didn't see anything but um, the other two times was clear skies and I could see things there was stuff flying through the skies that was not airplanes and that did not make sense to me but it did and yes. that's when probably I realized that everything I know needs a little supplement right and in your flying career did you and, witness uh, anything and, during that time oh yes very much so um, I had uh, many encounters with the what we call UFOs and uh, one time there were one of them flying underneath my airplane about 400 foot below and uh, it came from a forward uh, kind of like a two o'clock position right underneath the airplane and uh, it was clear as a bell I could see it. Another one I was flying in and out of the clouds over I think I was going from Omaha down to the burn center in Houston and I was in and out of the clouds, and at one point when we were between clouds, I could see this. It looked like a short pencil that just came right across my path, same altitude, but it went very quickly. It was dark, like black. Mm -hmm. It came from the corner of the left side, and about two minutes, I mean two seconds, Two seconds from the corner of the left eye, it was gone on the right. And it was very hard to keep my eyes on it because moving so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was traveling thousands of miles an hour. Did you ever have any direct contact? Uh, they're out there, and I, I see several. I may have uh, with extraterrestrials, but I don't remember that. Though I uh, I had an incident, the when I came to the United States in uh, 1972 uh, in April, and I went back to Norway for Christmas, and uh, during that time I went back to the farm that we had then sold to another individual, and I walked off into the forest. There was 
a grave mound, a Viking grave mound in the forest. And uh, I crawled up on top there and I sat down on the rock and I was meditating. And I heard, uh, I was sat there for, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. And I heard there was something sounding like a water faucet turned on. And that didn't make sense. I was in the middle of the woods. I opened my eyes, and there was a man standing in front of me, probably about 10 feet away. And he was about seven foot tall, had a robe on, and he was lit up like a light bulb. And it scared the daylight out of me, so I just jumped up and ran down off of that mouth and headed off back. And I heard the voice in my head that said, where are you going? <laughs> and I thought about that, and I figured if he wanted to get me, he probably could have done that. But I I walked back up onto the mound, and I sat down. And from there on, there was a conversation between me and him. It was mostly him talking me, listen, deal. But I had some questions, and uh, it was... Um, it was strange because by being there, I could feel the emotion, a very strong emotion. And there was, there was love in the air. There was so much and my tears were flowing. And that's probably, I'm starting to get it again, just remembering it. And I think that's, uh, the kind of emotion that comes when you are in the presence of these individuals. Yes, yes. Use the word individual here in Blue's terms because that was obviously a spiritual being. Yes. We've bought one of your books and in the, the books you talk about you receiving a download yes. of information. Is that is that the kind of experience you had with that individual? Uh, no, that was just a communication. He was telling me a bunch of stuff that they were suggesting that I would do. And uh, I've done a lot of that. But the download, that was a difference. That was different. That was, I was sitting in meditation. And uh, I did that every morning. I got up early enough and looked east and I watched the sun come up. And... Uh, I was sitting there in meditation, and then I see some flashing white lights, kind of like uh, really white, no color to it, but it was just on the periphery of my vision, and that started expanding, coming forward, and then it ended up in, engulfing me. And in there, I saw things. There was things floating by very quickly. Like concepts, ideas, people's inventions, principles that I, when you think of a principle, it's, it's only a thought. But in here, they turn into visual images in form of geometry and things like that, which at the time I understood. Now it's the the understanding of that is still in here so i have to go back to get it but it was floating by and this it 
only lasted for a few seconds. Maybe, I don't know, five to ten seconds, I, I'm not sure. And then it started fading. And I realized that everything I had seen there was lodged in my memory. And that was, I saw all the way back to the beginning of what we call time and all the way up to now. It was explained. So I had the more or less the impression that the universe was explained to me in concept and detail. There was a lot of inventions there that uh, could better mankind that I have written down and drawn out and it's in a safe place for some time to surface. So uh, this was an incredible experience and keep it, that is nothing special for me because people can have these kinds of experiences. A lot of people do. I think yeah. also that there are artists in the past, uh, Nikola Tesla talk, talked about it in one of his experiments. He got an electric shock and he said, I could see the past, present and future at the same time can actually train themselves to do. And in the book, yes. I talk about how to do some of these. Yeah. When you talk about um, downloading the past up until now, did you also see the future? And the reason I'm asking is because for many people, there is a great fear of the future. Can you address that? Yeah, I, uh, I am not worried about the future at all. It's going to be all right. Two reasons for that. Um, what I saw in the download is things that I had envisioned in the future because this is something that is hard to wrap our heads around, but we are actually creating our future. There is some commonalities that has been accepted, kind of like a floor. And that is that, you know, gravity exists and, uh, you know, if you, if you hurt your finger, I mean, if you point your finger, then, you know, it hurts and stuff. These are commonalities that is accepted within the physical reality, but we build on to that. We, I have put things into my future that's going to be good. And that's the way I want it. And that's, I place that, this is. You know, you heard the saying that, you know, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And that's what I have done because I have created in my future what I want to see. I placed it in the future at a time-coded event. And I go back and forth and visit it every day. And when you do that, you lay down attractor strings to it. And those attractor strings are actually real. They are little tiny white strings that draws you up that timeline into that thing that you placed in the future. And of course, it helped for us to help create, uh, help create in our reality to support what we did in the future. So this is something that we can actually create our future and we, by helping, we know what it's going to be like. And I've done that, and we create some amazing things in the past here. So. Yes. Well, we must acknowledge uh, 
a lady who we interviewed last week, Deborah. Can you hear Bruce, me okay? Yeah, I can hear you, but there is that delay, which is is a little disconcerting because um, it's like you're speaking, but no sound is coming, and then it comes. <laughs> but no worries, let's carry on. Um, yeah, I wanted to acknowledge a lady who we interviewed last week who speaks light language. Deborah Bruce is her name. And she introduced us to you. And one oh. of the things... Yeah, one of the things she said about you, Age, was that you were a master manifester. And what you've been describing there when you're saying you're creating your future is what we would call manifesting. And we love that potential, that possibility. And we completely and totally believe in it and witness it indeed every day. So do you have, have you developed or realized some technique, let's call it? You talked about drawing these strings towards you. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. Uh, the best way to do that is to give you an example. Uh, you know, we, uh, Nori Love and I, had, we have created a mastermind with a whole bunch of people, tremendous minds. We get together on Sundays. We focus on something that we want to happen in our existence. And as an example of that was that, uh, you remember uh, last fall, there were all kinds of forest fires in Northern California. And what we did, uh, a lady in California called me and said, I'm going to have to move into town because I'm afraid my house is going to burn. The fires are coming closer. So we said, okay, let's see what we can do. And uh, we got together on Sunday and we wrapped our mastermind around her, her house in Northern California. We visualized ourselves standing outside, looking west in her case, and there were no fires. The rain was coming down, howling rain. The, the hair wet, clothes are wet, my boots were filling up with water. We saw ourselves, we smelled it. We loved it because we knew this rain would put out the fires and it would be good for the land. And we saw the fires had gone out. And now, then we continued. We had another hour with the mastermind session and we did other things, discussions and so on. An hour and a half later, she called me and she said, it's raining. <laughs> and uh, then she sent me a short video of herself standing outside, it, dancing in the rain, and she just showed me the dark clouds above and her hair being all totally wet all over. And we, there's clouds, there were a few clouds in the sky, but in an hour and a half, it had darkened up and turned into howling rain. So. This is what we do in that mastermind. And we invite people to come and join us in there and participate in things like this. We've done things like that, and people have uh, uh, had windfalls because we mastermind abundance all the time, and people are actually getting it. 
We also had the lady that was, uh, uh, she was on basically on her deathbed in, uh, with COVID. And uh, we visualized her healthy walking out of the hospital. And the thing about it is that you don't walk out of the hospital. They won't let you. You were in a wheelchair. And we saw her walking out. And that is exactly what happened. Because the next day she was home, she had recovered. There were nothing wrong with her. And she's alive and well today. Wow. That so, is wonderful. There's really interesting things happen when you put your mastermind to work. Because a mastermind principle is when two or more minds are united in harmony, they create a third mind, which has the potential mind power of the two or more of them multiplied by each other. Okay. Um, two questions arise. The first one is, do you believe that there's some connection between what you just practiced and an American, Native American Indian rain dance, for example? Is that more or less the same principle in action? Yes, because uh, the rain dance and uh, other things that they may also concentrate on, uh, the Native Americans, they say, it is not what you say, it's the feeling you are the rain. So they right. visualize themselves being in the rain, yes. stomping around in the mud, knowing how good it does for the land and yes. how, what good it does for people. So it is very much the same as them. In fact, we learn some of the stuff we're doing from them. Great. Well, the next question I have, and I'm asking this on behalf of our listeners and our viewers, because many of them will want to know, how do they join your mastermind? Okay. The, it's called the Mastermind Connection. The best way to do that, send us an email to the Mastermind connection at gmail.com. I will send them some information and a link to come and join us on Sundays at 11 o'clock California time or Pacific and 2 o'clock East Coast time. And uh, we will show you how it works. And this is something that it's not just special for us. Everybody should do this. We have a larger mastermind, but even families should do this when they sit around the kitchen table on Sundays or sometime or at dinner. Find out what do the family want more than anything to happen and then concentrate on it, feel it, see it, love it, and intend for it to happen. And you're going to find out that Things start happening. Wonderful. So now you is very have, important for people to do, and they can. Yes. You have some wonderful books out there. As I mentioned, we've ordered the Spiritual Science book, which is about higher consciousness thinking and how to access the universal consciousness and learning how to expand the power of the mind at every level. 
you've written a lot of about a lot of very deep concepts in that book about creation and the Big Bang and who was Jesus and so on. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, I think even quantum mechanics are coming around to the fact that there was no Big Bang. Now, there was a beginning, but there was no bang. <laughs> so, what really happened back then was, since there is only consciousness, and quantum mechanics support that concept, because uh, there is a... There's a theoretical physicist named James Gates, and he says, when we look deep in the equations that explains the fabric of space, we find computer language. If there is computer language in the explanations of fabric of space, it's got to be a computer somewhere. And I can accept that, but also, I'm more concerned about who is sitting at the computer. We are the ones sitting at the computer. And in the very beginning, it is... Pr Actually, let me back up. Quantum mechanics tells us that we live in a mind-created universe. So then, what does a mind create? It creates thoughts, mental images, feelings, and things like that. So, in the very beginning, there was a single particle of thought that entered this vibration. And uh, to play on words a little bit, it looked around and see that it is empty. I wondered what I can create. So, it multiplied itself into everything we see today. And that is thought and consciousness, feelings, emotions. And it had the vibration of love when it came. So it's just like Albert Einstein said, I have studied the universe more than most, and I have found that everything in this universe is made from the vibration of love. So everything is love. It's just different okay. forms of it. Yes, yes. Now, many people come to us who are concerned about the world today in terms of the perception of negativity. People are wigging out, they're freaking out, there's school shootings, there's all kinds of violence, threats of violence, threats of war, all these kind of evil, let's call it, for want of a better description. How does that fit into the the model that you've just spoken about, that everything is coming from love? Well, the sensation of fear, it is a mind-created concept. And if we look at it in a spiritual sense, there is only experiences they're not necessarily negative or positive. They are experiences. So, we, the way I like to look at it, the physical body is not that important because it only lasts for a little bit. And then we have the spiritual eternity, the soul essence or spirit that lasts forever. 
So what happens here is just a learning process. We have to know negativity in order to understand positivity. So we have something to compare to. And uh, whatever you have in your mind the most, what you allow to dwell in your mind is what you're going to have in your life. That does not necessarily mean everything you think on. Yeah, you're going to have that too. But also the concept that your mind has accepted that is sitting down there creating conscious uh, mind program running all the time. Those are the important ones because your whole day is based on 90% repeat of memory and only about 10% or less of new conscious thinking. So we have to change our thinking a little bit. And when we do, things that we think about change. So now, instead of thinking about all the garbage and the negativity, I suggest maybe concentrate on the solutions. We understand there are problems. We understand what they are. And there really is serious stuff out there. But if we concentrate on the solutions to these problems and see them unfolding, it is doing it. We do it all the time. We have people that come with severe health problems. And by wrapping our mastermind into it, it goes away. A week ago, we had somebody with severe cancer. Well, that's been several months ago. He kept telling us that, and then he finally asked us, you know, what can we do? So we did about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, we did a mastermind on him. Today, there is no cancer. It all came into place. So what is in our mind is what we're going to have in our life. You mentioned, Age Nost, about the aliens that you encountered in the beginning. Are they part of that same... Do they experience the same love that you speak about now that humans are experiencing? Uh, the light being that I met on the grave mound, uh, they live in that vibration. They live in the vibration of love. And now there are other extraterrestrials that if you have a strong telescope, you can point that against the moon and you can see ships flying around there. Now, these are different ones. They, uh, many of them are uh, just highly technological advanced and have very little spiritual knowledge. But also, the... Uh, there are extraterrestrials walking among us today. They could be walking down the street with you and you will never know it because they look like us. And then there are others that don't look like us and you don't see them walking down the street, but you find them for people that has been abducted. They see them on the ship, the little greys. They are kind of the worker bees. 
that do all the work and the tall gray they are the more intelligent one that uh, many of them they have our best interest at heart some doesn't and then uh, there are other people from the Playarans and the many other places where they have they're here to help but they cannot interfere beyond the certain point so we have to ask and that's another thing we are never alone we have entities around us all the time and that's why we can speak with them we can request their help there are spiritual beings sometimes just next to us and all we have to do is to ask them but words are basically worthless we have to ask them in form of visual images and feelings because those things they understand better than words because they are in a reality where our vibration through the air does not reach them so ask for help ask for ideas ask for ingenuity to help you complete something you're working on and very often you will have that help it can come to you in many different ways it could come as a flash of a thought flying through your head and when it flies through catch it otherwise it could be gone and that's why i i get ideas all the time i'm carrying around this little electronic device so whenever i get a brilliant idea i push the button and i talk for about 10 seconds remind myself to remember i uh, put it away and then in the evening i write it down in my telephone log so i I record everything. That way I don't lose good ideas. That is a great idea. Indeed, we use one ourselves all the time. And it's something that we teach when we're teaching people how to write books and so on, that they get these downloads and it's a, they immediately record it because that is, that is intelligence at work. Um, Ange Rose wanted to ask a question, Age, and she said, People call us and they ask, what is my purpose? Do we have individual purposes or is there like a collective purpose for everyone? I think we have both. There is a collective purpose. I know one of the purposes of people here now is to raise the vibration of the masses to a point where they can receive the knowledge that is being kept from us and not just totally below their mind. And also another one to raise the commonality of global consciousness to a level where the extraterrestrials will uh, let themselves be known again. That is coming and it's right around the corner. But our individual purpose also come from the agreement that we made before we took on this physical body. I have a memory of that. When I was standing around with, uh, there were uh, kind of like a table, but there was the top of the table was kind of like a pool. You can look in it and you can see images and stuff going on, kind of like a movie in the table. And I was there with several other 
entities standing around. They were uh, kind of like the, the robed people. And I was presented with, I think, three or four different life situations. And I had to, well, I didn't have to, but I was suggested to choose one. And that would be keyed into that life situation, the things that would advance my soul essence the most during that lifetime. And uh, I remember, evidently, I picked this one. I remember when I had picked one, things happened very quickly. I remember the last thing I thought was that I better get to it so I can start this, get it over with. So that's when, that's the last thing I remember there. And then, of course, then I got born and here I am. But uh, there is an individual purpose of learning and growing. And some of those experiences are not very physically good. I've had some really nasty ones. I wanted to ask you about what's going on in the world in general. This is a question we also get from a lot of people who are, you, you remember I mentioned they're worried about the future, but there are many also who are experiencing what they're calling a kind of upgrade. Do you understand that there is some kind of a increase in frequency going on or some kind of a, a personal or even planetary upgrade happening? Yeah, um, I think there is two kinds of upgrades. Your government has a special kind of upgrade in mind for you. <laughs> and yeah. uh, since you, uh, I think you are on YouTube, so we got to be a little um, diplomatic in our way here to explain this. Right. But uh, they want to turn, there is uh, transhumanism that is going on. They want to upgrade you, turn you into uh, a mechanical hybrid. And that is done without your knowledge and agreeance to do so. Mm -hmm. But there is yeah. another upgrade. And that is a mental and spiritual upgrade. The mental upgrade is happening because of all the new knowledge that is coming out. Even the people that is dumber than stumps, they are getting some new information. They start realizing that maybe there's something that I didn't know before. And then we have a spiritual upgrade that is happening because we are passing through a region of space that happens about 26,600 years. And that is a spike of uh, energy coming out from the central sun of the galaxy. And when we are passing through that, we are the energy and the vibration of everything, the earth, the cat you have and yourself, and everything is accelerated to a higher level of vibration where you have better understanding, you have an upgrade of genetics, you have, you're becoming a better spiritual being. 
So we have those three different uh, kinds of upgrade. If we have passed through that spike of energy coming out from the sun, whatever is passing through it then, it's going to have to wait another 26,000 years in order to get the same kind of acceleration to a higher, the chance to advance onto a higher level of vibration, which some people call it the fifth dimension. Well, okay, call it that. I'm not so sure that's where I want to go because the fifth dimension is, uh, you know, the dimensions are very misunderstood. First dimension, one line, then we have second one, you got another line, and then the third one is length, width, and height. Now you got a box. Nothing happens in that box until you add the fourth dimension to it, which is time. And now we're talking about the fifth dimension. That is more or less, it looks the same, but it's when things are working. You can think things into existence and they happen very quickly. When that starts happening for you, you know you are entering into the fifth dimensional existence. And you will also be able to see some of the, uh, the shadow people. They become apparent. You will find yourself existing with them. I see them around the house here all the time. I got shadow people everywhere. Well, three or four, five. And they're up the, right there at the 90 degrees. When you look over there, they're gone. And I'm sure many of you can relate to that because there's a science to that. Science has found that the, the periphery of the retina in the back of your eye can pick up higher vibratory light than the center of the retina can. So when you see them out there, they come in on the periphery of the retina. When you look, now you see them at the center of the retina so you can't see them anymore. But they are there. Uh, that is very interesting because just the other night, uh, the other day, Angel Rose had an experience like that where she saw three beings here to the right of her. And uh, not only that, but we live in Sedona. And in Sedona, it's famous for the vortexes and so on. So many, many people report UFOs coming and going. We haven't seen them personally, but... It, it's such a normal thing here that there's one lady we spoke to recently and she said, oh, yeah, every every evening on my way home, I see them going around and around. I'm tired looking at them now. It's just such a normal thing. But uh, I wanted to ask you about the, the, the symptoms of that spiritual upgrade that you're talking about. Like, does does one have to go through sickness or illness in order to... In, indulge in this upgrade like is the body the physical body being upgraded also in some way yeah I um, remember we live in a mind created universe so if we believe that sickness is real we're probably going to have that for a while I have never been sick in my life except for some really bad well deserved hangovers <laughs> that's it <laughs> But That's allowed. <laughs> there is, yeah. <laughs> Disease can sometimes 
raise our level of thinking to a more spiritual direction. So disease always seem to have a purpose. And it may be in some cases that our time and learning here is over, so it's time to graduate and go home. Disease can very often be the instrument to help you drop the body and graduate and go home. And, but for myself, I don't believe in disease or illness, and uh, I don't have it. In fact, if you like to, I can tell people how they can always cure themselves. Very simple yes. to do of any kind of bacteria or virus-based disease. It's simple to do. And what I, um, back in my martial art days, there was a, a ninja master told me, if you do this one thing every day, you will never be sick in your life. That decades ago. And I said, okay, what is it? And he says, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to promise, and then I will tell you. Otherwise, you need not know. Because he figured I wouldn't do it. So I promised. And he said, take 20 deep breaths. And then keep doing that until you are dizzy. Keep breathing and stay dizzy for three to five minutes once a day. And then when you're done, then go back to doing what you do. At the time, I did not understand why, but now I do because I discovered that in 1931, Dr. Otto Warburg, he got the Nobel Prize for discovering that no bacteria or virus can live in a heavy oxygenated and alkaline environment. So when I take 20 breaths and get dizzy, I flood the blood with oxygen. The blood gets everywhere in the body, snuggles up the virus and anaerobic bacteria and kills it. So. I do that pretty much, well, not every day, maybe all the time, but I do it most every day. And that's why I'm never sick. Well, one of the reasons. Wow, that is absolutely mind-blowing. And Angel Rose, I don't know if you know, but uh, she has just come home from hospital. And one of the reasons she went into hospital was suffering from dizziness. But it wasn't from taking deep breaths. But nonetheless, it's a, it's an interesting and something that we will practice. And I hope that our listeners and our viewers will practice also. But unfortunately, we are running low on time right now for this session. And also, we're having a, some technical difficulties. But um, we would love to have you back again in the future. Aga, because there's so much more to talk about. And even the introduction to your book spawns so many questions that we'd love to get the answers to. But there was a few things you said today that I'd love to use by way of conclusion. You said that the sensation of fear is a mind-created experience. I love that, and we need to take that on board. And you also said, what you allow to dwell in your mind 
is what you'll have in your life. So let that be a lesson to us all. That is a superb note on which to close. So can I say, I'm so grateful that you came on with us today. We would love to have you on again. We will put the links to your books in down below for people to get them. And we highly recommend them. We've got them ourselves. And I want to say a, a huge thank you for taking the time to speak to us today. Yeah. I, I want to say one thing uh, in parting, and that is that to stay healthy and grow is your responsibility. It's not your doctor or your priest. It is your responsibility. And I can help in doing that some because in that book that we're talking about here, I teach people how to use their mind in ways that you normally would think would be impossible. So, and I also, I think I'm the only author that I know of that once you buy, once you have that book, you have full access to me. Send me emails and I'll answer you and we can discuss things. And uh, even though there's thousands of books sold, you'd be surprised how few people take advantage of that. Because right. I will be there with them if they need me. Right. Well, that has been a huge learning experience and we are so appreciative. And like I said, we will certainly love to have you on again, Agius, in the near future because uh, we're experiencing, as you said, all kinds of frequency phenomena and time speeding up and so on. So we won't leave it too long because your knowledge is certainly of great benefit to a lot of people. So with huge gratitude, thank you so much. Yeah, yep. Thank you very much. And um, in the back of the book, you will also find out how to reverse the aging process. I am seven. I am seventy-seven years old, and I, I'm counting backwards now. <laughs> okay. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed that interview. We encourage you to go and get the book. We'll put the link to it down below so that you can access it on Amazon. Make sure you check out our new store at angelroseandahanu.com and also check out our offerings on twinflameproductions.us for the publishing of your books. So until next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.